and still call me friend. Cause the God of the you father we worship your name we worship you Jesus hallelujah you are the word at the beginning while we Beautiful name, it is. What a beautiful name, it is. The 
Father, we worship you. All over this place, just say, God, we love you. God, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed your life in me you've been so so kind to me all the overwhelming 
couldn't earn it And I don't deserve it Till you give yourself away
Even when nobody was on my side, you loved me. You loved me. Even when people gave up on me. You loved me. Even when my mother forsake me, my father forsake me, you still love me. That's why when I think about him and all he's done for me, this song comes into my head. Jesus, you love me too much, oh. Jesus, you love me too much, oh, too much, oh, too much, oh, excess love, oh. Your love 
some peace this morning. You're amazing. You make my life feel brand new. You're amazing. You make my life feel brand new. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, too much. Oh, too much. done so much for me I cannot tell it all if I had 10,000 tongues it still won't be What shall I render? 
shout you got something inside of you you got something inside of you and you survived 23 if you survived 23 and you survived 22 and you survived 21 and you survived 2020 you will survive 2024 Come on, you need a shout and give him a praise. Hallelujah. Give him a praise. So today, we're praying that God will continue to touch everyone who needs healing. 
We pray that you will touch everyone whose mind needs to be recalibrated. Everyone who's suffering from depression and darkness and bitterness. We pray God you will send a wave of the Holy Spirit. To touch and heal and deliver. Set free in the name of Jesus. We pray God for Sister Ruby's husband. You'll give him a complete touch. Complete healing of all the surgeries. And the full recovery. We pray for Sister Patricia Washington. You brought her back from Guyana. That you will give her a complete healing in that leg. That right leg. Normal circulation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let every single blood tissue. Blood organ. Every single part. Let it flow wonderfully. Perfectly. We pray for Manissa Khan in our midst. A complete healing over her stomach. Complete healing over the esophagus. The lungs, the kidneys, the inner lining of the stomach. In the mighty name of Jesus. Devil, take your hands off of that girl. She is your anointed. Hallelujah. We pray for Sister Onikia Blair. Sister Blair's sister and uh, the Blair's daughter who's scheduled for surgery tomorrow. We pray and we declare the surgery will go well. And there will be complete healing in her body in the name of Jesus. Brother Bissoon, we pray for healing over him, strength to his legs, restoration of strength to his body and his mind in Jesus' name. Sister Patricia Wade, we pray for healing over her eyes in Jesus' name. Mr. Clifford Moore, one of our members in Panama, as he heads back to Panama, we pray that you'll give him a great year ahead. Sister Virginia Ramdas and her husband, complete co continued blessings and healing. And thank you for bringing them back into a new home in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. We welcome back from wherever they from Guyana, Sister Leona Moore, Sister Patricia Washington, her husband, Brother Sammy and Jenny Fritz. We welcome them back. Amen. We thank God for Reverend Mike and Ramotar and Lily, who is here, and everyone who is coming to the house of God. Amen. This is the first Sunday, and we will shout. Now, now before you sit down, we're not, we're not as packed as we normally are because of the weather, but you know what? We're going to make noise for two people. Amen. Tell your neighbor, make some noise. Amen. And shout a little louder because God's about to do some miracles in the name of Jesus. God's about to make a way where there is no way. He's about to turn your situation around. Hallelujah. So sit, you may be seated, and welcome to the house of God. <coughs> welcome to the house of God. We thank you for being here, and uh, the blessings of God upon all of you. I want to welcome you to God's house on the first Sunday of 2024. This is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. I want to welcome those in television land. Those in uh, social media, those who watch us around the world live, and also those of you who are watching us after the repeat. We welcome you. Welcome you in Guyana. They carry our broadcast right through the entire service. Uh, Channel 2 on Safe TV, 
Get your friends and your neighbors out in Guyana to watch it. We're on for one hour in Trinidad, Barbados, Jamaica, uh, Bishop Hansen and the team there on MTM TV. We're coming to Jamaica on Friday for a tent revival, and I want you to pray for us. Amen. When last have you been in a tent revival? We're going for a tent revival in Kingston, Jamaica. God is going to do a miracle. He's going to resurrect and heal and deliver and set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I want to uh, give you a few announcements. And, um, and I, then I want us to uh, welcome those who are here for the first time. Let's, so let's put up the announcements uh, starting today. Amen. Yes, beautiful. Let's give him a round of applause. Amen. God can heal him. Give him a, his, his eyes again. Thank you, Sister Bibi, for bringing him. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna welcome everyone in a while. Fasting starts today. You said, oh, my, I got a big lunch. To, well, you don't have to. You, you can just do how God is showing you to do. Sundays might be how you want to make an adjustment, and then Monday you go fully, however you want to do it. But the fasting prayers start today. 21 days. And, uh, and tomorrow on our 8 o'clock, at, 8 o'clock at night, the phones will be open for you to join us. I want all of you to join if you're fasting and prayer. How many of you are going to join in this fasting and prayer? Want to raise your hands? Amen. Praise God. Look at that. Look at that. So we have a, a bunch of people, even in the balcony. Raise your hands. Do you have people raise your hands? Amen. And those of you who are watching us by television and also by social media, raise your hands. Or when you say raise your hands, you can put something up there or just say count me in. We want everybody to join in this 21-day fasting and prayer. It is good. It is going to help you. You're going to be a better person after that. So 21 days. Starting tomorrow, of course, they have the daily Monday to Friday, 7 to 8, is our prayer line. There's great prayers there. Uh, holding to the horns of the altar. But then on, uh, in the night, every night, not Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but every night from 8 to 9, we will be on, on that prayer line. The prayer line is 516-517-4779. So one of our handlers on social media should be putting that into the comment field. Say, join us from 8 to 9. Monday through Friday of this week, on the number 516-517-4779, we want God to meet with us in a corporate way as we come together. And then also, I want you to uh, be in much prayer for what God is going to do this month. So put up the schedule of what God is going to do this month. (coughs) Amen. Let's put that up, uh, what God is doing this month. Amen. The kids are on their way. So let's get the other uh, flyer, uh, what God is doing this month. We want you to, uh, there's a schedule. And these things go on to our website, so you can get it from our website. Starting tomorrow, our Connect prayer meeting, 516-517-4779, from tomorrow, the 7th. Men and women prayer meeting, and this time, light breakfast, because 
we are in fasting, all right? We don't want to have a huge thing. The 20th of January, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, the women are upstairs, the men are downstairs. And then on the week, the last week of the fast, from that Monday, the 22nd, we will be right here in the church from 7 to 8 every night to finalize this prayer around the altar in the house of God. Don't you believe that will be wonderful? Amen. Glory to God. And so I want to welcome those of you who are here for the first time. If you're here visiting with us for the first time, the second time, I want you to stand. I want you to stand. Let's give them a great welcome. Amen. We have a bunch of people. Come on, let's give them a great welcome. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the house of God. We welcome you to the house of God. Thank you so much, all of you who made it in through the storms. Amen. Through the storm, through the night, keep me safe till the night. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, I am warm, but through the storm, through the night, lead me on, through the night, take my hand. Precious Lord, lead me home. Oh, precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am
his eyes on the sparrow? the shadows shadows come but why why shoot my heart I feel lonely some good old fashioned worship and come on shout forever ever for Jesus when Jesus
touch me.
says that night he took the cup he took the bread as you pull off the top don't pull the bottom just the top where the bread is and everyone pulled that off and he says he took the bread and he broke it and he says this is my body that was broken for you when you eat it remember my body that was bruised and wounded for you. Let us eat it together. He says, after that manner, he took the cup, which is the next piece to pull over. He says, he took the cup and he raised it. And he says, this is my blood that was shed on Calvary's cross that will be shed. He did it just before he went to Calvary. And he says this is the New Testament blood of atonement for your sins. But it's also the atonement for your iniquities, your bitterness, your unforgiveness. But it also is for your healing. Is there anybody who needs a healing this morning? Let's drink it together. A new anointing. And they sang a song. A new anointing is flowing all over the land. God is healing. The sickness
worship him. Give him a praise. A new anointing over your family. A new anointing over this church. A new anointing over your spirit, your body, your soul. A brand new, brand new, brand new. school today. Jesus got a hold of my life and he wouldn't let me go.
over and over again. Sing, we're gonna sing that Nigerian song just now. Ake, ake. what's it? Nah, yeah, yeah, just now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sing that one. <laughs> hey, hey, high five your neighbor and say, Nare, Nare. I want to speak to you this morning. I'm gonna read the scripture, then we're gonna sing that song. The scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And verses 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 3. I'm speaking to you in the topic. The weapons for 2024 are not carnal. Tell your neighbor, this is not carnal. This is spiritual. We fight the spiritual warfare. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 3. For though we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, say it with me, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let us sing Nare Nare. You have done so much for me I cannot tell it all Nare If I had ten thousand tongues, this is the first Sunday of the year. As we worship for this year, when you heal, you heal completely. Me. I 
Dispense your spirit upon us and let us in this first Sunday feel you, believe you, and let us draw close to you. I thank you, thou, that you are going to do miracles in this place. Let the word soak in, let the word bear fruit and come upon us. Let the hearers hear. With a spiritual ear this morning. Not the physical ear. Let the spiritual ear take a hold. That will connect to the spirit. Catapult us. To a place we have never been before. Giving us insights. That we have never seen before. Making light in our pathway. That we have never walked before. We ask these things in your name. Amen. You may be seated. See, there's a lot of talk 
regarding who we fight against. What the enemy has done from a long time ago is to dissect and divert us so we do not fight the real enemies. So what he does, he brings enmity between people so that you could fight each other so that you don't have time to fight the enemy. <coughs> so many people are struggling with their family and fighting with their family and the devil is looking on and clapping ahead and saying, continue doing that because I have diverted you against the real fight. We are in a real fight. And many of us have not even entered the ring for the real fight. Because we are afraid of the real fight. We are afraid of demons and devils and principalities and powers. We don't want to fight that fight. But you're going to fight your neighbor who you see. Because you are a bully, I'm not telling you you're a bully, because they are easy pickings for you to go after. But when is the children of God going to get up and rise and understand that my fight is not against my sister nor my brother. My fight is against the enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Come on, shout it back to me. But against principalities. And against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. As a matter of fact, God is revealing a lot of spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't ask God to get up there and you can't keep pure. Because God is about to let it be known what is done in secret is going to come to pass in the light. And some people want to become apostles and bishops and popes and uh, prophets. And they want to have the anointing. But can you carry the cross that comes with the anointing? Because be careful what you do in secret is going to come to light. And I came to tell the church this morning, we are not here to compromise. We are not here to tap you on the back. We are here to tell you that sin is sin. Evil is evil. Wrong is wrong. And if you sin, you shall surely bear the consequences and you shall go to hell if you sin. Somebody help me this morning. Somebody need to know that the unadulterated, powerful word of God is still true today. We don't come to the 21st century and allow a B and C. We let God arise and we say we follow the scriptures. Spiritual wickedness in high places. 
the homosexual problem has hit the church and it stayed down for a little while. I'm not preaching against anybody. I'm never going to call anybody's name. I'm not here to judge nobody. But it seems that the homosexual issue has hit people and they are in the closet. And some of them I read just the other day that there is a big apostle and a bishop. He, he has a husband and leads a mega church. God have mercy upon us. When are we ever going to go back to the word of God? And for those who say we must love everybody and accept everybody. We must love the person and hate the sin. We open our doors to every man, Jack. But we do not love the sin that every man Jack has. We preach against the sin of evil and the sin of corruption and the sin of lying and stealing and anger and fornication and homosexuality. We come against it in the name of Jesus. <coughs> and so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Tell your neighbor, I don't wrestle against you. As a matter of fact, we can't use our energy against people. People are going to sap your energy away. Can I, can I prophesy this year? That if you're going to sit down and mope and cry and worry about who said what to you and what they're talking about you, you are going to live depressed, dark. You're going to live in a stupor. You're going to walk around the place worrying about everybody else. Drop what people are doing to you and let God free you in the spirit. God's about to free somebody in the spirit. Can I get some people who are going to say, I'm getting freed in the spirit. I'm not worrying about who say what. They talked about my savior. They ridiculed him. I never let people who big you up one day get to your head. Because they'll make you feel big one day. They'll crucify you the next day. Oh, I like when people say, amen. Oh, pastor, you preach well. And that is fine. I appreciate that. But it never should ever get to me that I'm the best preacher around. That I can do all of this. No, it's only the grace of God that has me here. And it's only a period of time that, you're, that God trusts you with certain things. So I must be humble in whatever situation I'm in. No matter if I'm up in a mountain, I got to stay humble. No matter if I am dung in the valley, I got to stay humble. And no matter how much people call my name, it should never get to me. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm not here for notoriety nor popularity. I'm here for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And that's why we can leave our homes and we can go to the back part of Africa and to the inner parts of Haiti and to the outer parts of India and to the island of Jamaica because we are only here for a short period of time. And when God has engraced you and, and he has blessed you and he has trusted you, you have to be faithful to it. 
But I want to go a little deeper. The principalities and the powers. Principalities means that they are super demonic angels that have been given authority over principalities. Principalities means they got somebody assigned to Richmond Hill. They got somebody assigned to Ozone Park. They got somebody assigned to Jamaica Avenue. They got somebody assigned to the different places. So be careful how you rub shoulders and where you go and on what you what you ingest and be careful what soul ties you got. Because when you open your soul to evil, evil will come in. Because evil is like a leech ready to get into you. And if you open it, it's going to come in. But I came to tell somebody, close against every demonic spirit. Close against every carnal spirit. Close against everything that will defile you. Be careful who you're having intimate relations with because the Bible says all the other sins are sins that is outward but the sin of fornication and adultery and the flesh it will hamper you it will take you to your grave it will keep you like a slave so be careful I want you to put your hands and say I'm freeing out of everything I'm freeing out of everything every principality (coughs) and every power that is assigned to my home I am going to never be afraid of it because I got the sword of the Lord come on somebody shout hallelujah you know why some of you are still worried? You got to get an old-fashioned Bible with you. Uh, yeah, I know you like your iPad. I know you like your phone. I know you like all of that. But you got your old-fashioned Bible. The sword of the Lord. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of his mouth. When you raise the sword before the devil, he can't go. Because it's not only you, it's you, the Holy Ghost, and the Word of God that bears witness to come against every enemy and everything that will come against you. And you are not standing alone. You're standing with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout! So, the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they give assignment to principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. Turn to, turn to Isaiah chapter 10 and verses 13, I think it was. Isaiah 10 says that Daniel says, and it's the Daniel fast chapter. It says, and I fasted and called a fast for three weeks but the prince of Persia resisted me (coughs) and the angel tells Daniel I was going to come to deliver you and speak with you 
but I was caught up by the prince of Persia. Persia was the known capital power of the world. And therefore, the Persian, there was a principality over Persia because it was the principal, it was the power of that world. Later in that chapter, later in that chapter, the angel says, and also the prince and the kings of Greece and the Romans. And don't you think if 2,000 years ago there were principalities and powers assigned to the Roman, to the Greek, and to the Persian, which were the powers of that, don't you think there are principalities and powers assigned to America, the great America, because the devil would like to bring this great America down. But we declare in the name of Jesus, and I declare for your country, and I declare for your island, somebody help me now, that the devils who are assigned to your country shall not overcome your country this year shall be a new year because they're praying men they're praying women they're Daniels in every home in every city in every country they're Daniels and somebody shout I dare to be a Daniel the Bible says that the prince of Persia resisted me for 21 days but then Michael, see, you have archangels. God made archangels. He made Lucifer the worshiper. He made Michael the fighter. And he made Gabriel the messenger. Out of the tree, Lucifer wanted to be like God. And when God gives you gifts and callings, he doesn't take it back. He bestowed power upon Lucifer and he never took it back. So since Lucifer fell, there is these archangels, Michael and Gabriel. Gabriel and Michael. In the Bible, Daniel, the book of Daniel, Daniel is the only man throughout the Bible where the two archangels came to him. Gabriel comes to tell him a message in the earlier chapter. Michael comes to help him with the fighting. And I came to tell you, how did that happen? It happened in between the 21-day fast. Oh, I got news for you. Fasting will attract heaven. If you have never attracted heaven, you better get into the fasting and prayer because heaven will be attracted. Demons have to go when you fast. Devils have to run when you fast. The Bible says some of these things do not go out without fasting and prayers. Somebody put your hands and worship God. <coughs> One of the things I want to tell you, the first thing, is the complexity of walking in the flesh. But not warring in the flesh. The Bible says in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. This here is a great lesson as to how to win spiritual battles. 
We fight spiritual battles by fleshly fights. We fight spiritual battles and it's like, it's like oil and water. You try to do something with oil and water, it can't mix. And many of you have been struggling in your life because you've been fighting every assault of the enemy through the flesh. He says there is a complexity, but there's also a simplicity about how you can make the adjustment from the flesh to the spirit. How you can make an adjustment because when you war, you can't war in the, in the flesh. There are people who war in the flesh. That's why there are pastors who come up and they start to bombast the people in the flesh. Well, they're warring in the flesh. I'm not here to bombast anybody in the flesh. I'm here to tell you godly principles in the spirit. The flesh will kill you, but the spirit will give you life. And so many of us who are war, you're warring with your, you're warring with your boss in the flesh. He don't like me. Look how they look at me. Look what that look, look. They don't treat me well. And you're warring in the flesh. And every day you go in, you're bitter over their job. Oh, who am I speaking with? Every day you go in, you don't want to be there. You're warring in the flesh. When last have you bow your heads and go to God in prayer and stop warring in the flesh, but start to war in the spirit? If you wage war in the flesh, you are going to surely die and you're going to be a losing Christian. That's why many people are losing Christians. They'll, they'll get beaten every moment of the day. And they can't, they, they got licks. And they come every day. Pastor, can you pray for me? Pastor, I feel a demon over me. Pastor, everything. Well, when last have you waged war in the spirit? When last have you waged war in the spirit? Well, you want to wage war in the flesh and come to us to wage war in the spirit? You get in the spirit. Wage war in the spirit. So that when we connect with you, you're going to wage war in the spirit. Is there anybody ready to wage war in the spirit? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. I'm raging war in the spirit. Who the Lord has set free is free indeed. When you look, when you look at, at, at that sister and the way she operates, the way to wage war against her naturally is to try to figure out about that sister. I wonder what happened to her. She used to hug me. She used to smile with me. You don't understand. Devils use people. <laughs> And if you try to explain what the devil did to her, you're waging war in the flesh. But you, I came to tell somebody in 24, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. Somebody needs to start waging war in the spirit. So if you want to live a life of victory and stop struggling and stop worrying and 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 and, and stop wondering i wonder my left eye jumping is like they send some of your man against me you're waging war in the flesh you're waging war in the flesh 
well, well I wonder uh, uh, you know I can't sleep last night and it, it must be it must be the calling my name I don't care who call your name wage war in the spirit don't be a wimp be a genuine powerful anointed man and woman of God we need more boldness to fight in the spirit Come on, I need somebody to get excited. I'm fighting in the spirit. Come on, start fighting now. In the name of Jesus. Bring your biggest fight on. I'm fighting in the spirit. (coughs) Now, some of you don't know. But in the midst of our big harvest last year, we had some of the biggest assault of the enemy. But you ever heard me come up here and complain about it? I ain't going to give no place to the enemy. Oh, I know the devil is after us, but we're waging war in the spirit. It was one of the greatest assault we ever had in this church. But I'm not here to publicize assaults by the enemy. I'm here to publicize the goodness and the beauty and the power and the, and the overcoming spirit that God has given us. Somebody put your hands together and shout. I have a good cause. I have a good captain. I have strength at my calling. Courage in my possession I need a fear now am I discouraged I have a master who steers the boat and when everything else fails I call upon my name his name and he answers me he could be sleeping in a boat but he will hear my prayer It could be a boisterous wind that's rocking the boat, but my God is going to see me through. Is there anybody ready, willing, and able to say, though the tempest may flow, though the billows may come, I shall overcome. For we walk not after the flesh, and we do not war in the flesh. So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, after today, I'm not warring in the flesh anymore. See, the flesh has made you weak. See, the flesh has made you bitter. See, the flesh had made you want to commit suicide. See, the flesh had made you say, life is not worth it. You're, you're fighting this in the flesh. But I came to tell people this morning, oh, we're going to fight in the spirits. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he's appointed me to preach good tidings. He has given me a spirit of praise for a spirit of heaviness. The Spirit of the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. I need seven of you to stand to your feet and shout the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh, 
Come on and give God a praise. Give him a praise. You may be seated. Not only is there the complexity of walking in the flesh and not warring in the flesh, but second of all, there the weapons that are used are supernatural. The weapons used are not human. The weapons used are supernatural. They're transformational. You have to get in a place with God to use these tools. It says there in, in verses 4, put it up. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now, we are going to have warfare because it didn't say for the weapons of some warfare. It says the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. That means every one of you have been assigned a warfare to fight. And you have never been equipped how to fight it. What you have been doing is going down. You ever went down those uh, great adventure slides? You're in a slide and you're just going down without doing nothing. Well, if you go down your slide, you're going to go down into deep abyss, bitterness. And you're going to live a very, very unproductive and a very unjoyful life. Because why? You do not understand that there's a warfare that was assigned to you. But here it is. You can't pay all the attention to the warfare. Because the enemy now is tricky. He would like you to pay a lot of attention to the warfare. And lose your calling and your dream. And your vision. And your motivation. And your next step with God. So now it's a slippery slope. You know there's a warfare. How much time you're going to give to that warfare. And how much time you're going to give to your vision. You can do both at one time. As a matter of fact, when you do it, you do not give place to the enemy. Because here is a tricky thing. There are many Christians calling upon the devil's name so often that he is laughing and saying, hallelujah. You must not give place to the enemy as you fight this warfare. Am I, am I teaching this morning? If you give place to the enemy and 100% to the I know some people, man, they want to talk in tongues for 24 hours. And they want to go against the enemy for 24 hours. But they got no hours left to see the dream that God has given them. Oh, come on, y'all not hearing from me now. And all they can do is fight warfare for 24 hours. I came to tell you, you don't need to fight warfare with your mind, your soul, your spirit for 24 hours and leave your dream. Many of you have God who has called you and has blessed you. And if you just look on the other side, somebody touch somebody and say, look to the other side. You'll be looking to the dark side too often. Start looking to the light side. What, what, what side are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about the goodness of God. 
out of 24 hours, if you're going to do warfare for 21 hours and sleep for three hours, where is the turn on of the goodness of God? Come, I want to come close to you now. Where is the turn on of the goodness of God? When last have you celebrated the goodness of God in your life? You've been celebrating the warfare all the time, but when are you going to celebrate the goodness of God? I believe I got about a hundred of you this morning who can celebrate the goodness of God. For he woke you up this morning and his mercies are new every morning. And his blessings and his favors are multiplied manifoldly. And if it was not for God on your side, where would you have been? I got a witness this morning. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. You got you to wage warfare, but you got to go to the goodness of God. And you got to keep the dream and the vision that God has given you. Is there anybody ready, willing, and able? Put your hands up in the air and shout ready. Ready. So it's a balance. It's a balance. Life is a balance. And if you only do it one way. I know some people, they're so heavenly charged up. They're no earthly good. Oh, come on, somebody. All they can talk about is, man, when I get to heaven, I want to see the pearly gates. When I get to heaven, I want to see the, I want to see the golden streets. Yeah, it's good. But don't talk about that every single time. You are down here on earth, and God has called you for a time such as this. And he is, you have a job to do down here. When you get up there, it's another story. But you're not up there yet. Somebody shout hallelujah. High five your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're not in heaven yet. <coughs> the weapons are supernatural. The weapons are not carnal. That's number one. They're not carnal. When he works carnality against you, you do not work carnality against him. When she works carnality against you, you do not work carnality against her. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Because let me tell you, the devil used Peter and Jesus had to tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. For the devil had used Peter for that season. And there are people who are going to come around you in 2024. They're going to be used by the devil for a season. And you are going to, you're going to cry and mope and worry. Don't you be afraid. The devil is using them for a season. Am I teaching this morning? Using them for a season. So now, if you fight carnality with carnality... When the devil is finished with that person, you're going to be left with the bag empty. And some of the things you would, have, you, you would have said to that person, some of the ways you had reacted to that person, you fought carnality with carnality. For my weapons are not carnal. That's number one. Number two, they are mighty. Not through the obvious man. They're mighty. Not through the voodoo. They're mighty, not through some, some spirit that is lurking around. They're mighty, true God. Oh, can I stick a pin right there? Try the spirits and see whether they're of God. 
not every spirit is of God. Not everybody who pick up a Bible and say the Lord told me is godly. Only true God. I get nauseated when I start seeing every Tom, Dick, and Harry. They're going up and they says, God spoke to me. Now, now God does speak to people. But man, is he speaking to every Tom, Dick, and Harry? And they don't even know what they're saying. And, and here is the thing. It's, 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 it's a demonic spirit to say God specifically wanted to tell me this about, about this. And I, I want to do it. And God never spoke to you. You know what that is? That's a lying spirit. Oh, come on. Y'all not going to like me no more. Well, God speaks true men of God. God has spoken through me ever so often. And I would say God has said this. And then sometimes I'll say, I feel, I feel convicted in my spirit. I feel deeply moved in my spirit. Because we have to be careful how we're saying it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When I say I feel deeply moved in my spirit, it's not the same as if God said, Hey, Joe! When he says that, I will use it. But he doesn't do it all the time. But he will give me conviction and move my spirit mightily to be drawn to do certain things and say certain things. Are we all together on this right now? Somebody shout hallelujah. High five your neighbor and say neighbor. The word of God is being revealed to me. So he says the weapons of warfare is not carnal, but they're mighty true God. Elohim. El Shaddai. Jehovah. Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. True God, true God, the Father. And he says, if I go, I'll send a comforter. And he says, but when I go, I will come again. But in the meanwhile, I will become a representative and an advocate. So when you pray to me, I will tell the Father. I will represent you to the Father. He says, I am on the right hand of the Father, pleading for you. So he says, the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. I go through Jesus to the gods. I go through the Holy Spirit, and it moves me to the Son and the Father. I got all three together. High five your neighbor and say, three in one. Mighty true God. Oh my, I don't want to say this, but saw somebody on, on the thing. And they're like, and God said this to me. And, and, and anything that person is, is just releasing judgment. Just judgment. And I say, when did God speak to you about something good? Because all good and all perfect things comes from above. Do we forget that? And it seems like our theology is now mixed up. Everything coming from God is bad. When are we going to celebrate the goodness of God? Isn't God good? He says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. 
So the weapons of warfare are supernatural. They're not carnal. They're mighty true God. Number three, to the pulling down of strongholds. It says that every stronghold, the goodness of God will pull it down. When the goodness of God comes, he will move even the Catholic church. When the goodness of God comes, he will move every stronghold of every demonic possession. You know, for, for about 1,400 years, the Catholic church held the tenets of Christianity. But Martin Luther at Wittenberg nails the 95 Thesis. And he says the just shall live by faith. And it started a wild spread of evangelical, Pentecostal, Protestant, Methodist. And that's why you see all of these churches spread together. It is the goodness of God. It is what we call the strongholds of the enemy have been broken. So in history... The strongholds of the enemy has been broken on theological thought. I've been going back studying about the Nicene Council and the Laodicean Council and all of them who put together the Bible because I wanted to know for myself how come they got all of this. I need to understand it and I need to prove it for myself. And the more that I look at it, the more I understand that this is the infallible, perfect, undiluted, uncompromising power of the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in righteousness. I love the word of God. For the word of God. Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. He says, I'll cast down. He says, I'll pull down every stronghold of the enemy. So if the weapons that God has given pull down every stronghold of the enemy in theological thought, if this if 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 the weapons of our warfare Pull down every stronghold in your life. If I ask you, how many of you are first generation Christians? A lot of you will raise your hands. Because some of you came out from another religion. Some of you came out from not serving God. But the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. But they were mighty to the pulling down of the stronghold of that religious demon that was upon you but you were able to break loose of it and you are a first generation second generation Christian and there is no turning back because God has given you a power and you have a name above every other name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Somebody put your hands and praise him and glorify him.
I wanted to come with a message of substance this morning to declare to you that this year is going to be a great year. But we can't only tell people this will be a great year. Where is the substance for the great year? We like to say things and just call it in. But where is the understanding? Where is the knowledge, the wisdom, and the, 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 the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to make it a great year? You just can't puff it out of the air. You got to live it. You got to know it. You got you to gotta read it. You got to let it come in upon you. For the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down. Of every stronghold. <coughs> every stronghold you've had in your life. Of past religions. Have been pulled down. Think about my father. How many years? Well, how old were you? He gives me dates. 14. How old were you when you give Christ? 13, 14. Hallelujah. 13, 14. But that's the grace of God. Steering him from canal number one to Brutus Street Agricola. Is that where you were? First Street Agricola, back Street Agricola. Sometimes God has to take you from a different location to get you to another location. And a 13, 14 year old boy who knew nothing but what he knew. But God has a way. He will pull down every stronghold of the enemy. Is there anybody here this morning who in your own fire life, your own family, he's pulled down the stronghold? There's some people who have worshipped the devil. And all they know is to worship the devil. Walk around the fire. Work, worship the devil and throw things in the water. Worship the devil. Sacrifice some. You know they start with an animal. But did you know that some religion. They go from animal to human. And put curses upon people. And so some people are struggling. They come to Christ but they're still struggling. Am I speaking to anybody? Give me a little, give me a little of the organ. He's struggling. Uh, I want to do good, but evil is present. I, I, I want to live for God, but, but I, 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 is a demon upon me. I came to tell you, you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You've been fighting with carnal weapons. And God says, today I'm about to release you from the stronghold. You know a stronghold? There's some people who don't even have a stronghold of theology. Some people, it's not only a stronghold of demon. Some people, it's not only a stronghold of religion. But some people, it's a stronghold of the besetting sin. Hebrews 12.1 Wherefore, we are, we are now compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let lay aside every weight and the sin with that so easily beset us. And let us run this race with patience. The race that is set before us. What's the besetting sin, Pastor? What's the weight? 
Some people have a weight of fornication. Shout hallelujah. Some people have a weight of adultery. Come y'all that cash out and back with me. Some people have a weight of gambling. Did you know, did you know that they studied Ozone Park gambling place right here a couple blocks away. And that's one of the most profitable gambling sites in the whole of America. Do you know why? Them liberty people, as soon as they make their money, they gone right down by the thing. Y'all laughing? Like y'all know some people? Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor Rally preaching this morning. Is what you eat today? What would the pastor eat today? Is what, what, what like, 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 like Sister Reen give him some good kalaloons and a badge and, and then roti. No, I didn't have nothing to eat. I came to tack him under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's some weight and the sin with that so easily beset some people. And you're going to have to drop it like a hot potato. Running to the gambling house. And instead of giving it to your family, you give it to the gambling house. And let me tell you how easy it is. <coughs> Many years ago, I went to Las Vegas. And I started with 10 cents. After. <laughs> after 10 minutes. I get $10. I said, this thing's sweet. But then the Holy Spirit started to talk to me. He says, you are not supposed to be doing that. This is the guile of the enemy. Because one thing leads to the other, and another thing leads to the other. I want you to know I dropped it like hot potato. And I went and looked for a buffet. I said, let me eat. There are people who need to drop their besetting sin. And the weight with that so easily beset you. And run this race with patience. Don't try to become the boss and run up to the front and say, me, 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 me. No, wait your turn. Run this race with patience. Y'all should be making a little more noise. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got my eye on you. If you run to that ozone park, I'm going to call pastor. No, no, don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call me. Call God. As a matter of fact, I have to go there. i tell you why I have to go there. They had a beautiful Hong Kong chicken soup do they still have it no y'all not gonna want to tell me if they still have it i gotta find out myself <laughs> so if y'all see me going down there i ain't going no slot machine i going for food i haven't been there in years let me finish this up the final thing about the, the weapons of this year are not carnal. 
is number three. There are three powerful effects when you use the weapon of God. And it's found in the scripture in chapter 10 and verses 5. He says, I'm going to do three things for you when you use non-carnal methods. But when you use spiritual methods, I'm going to give you three things. Number one, he says, I'm going to cast down every imagination. Did you know that the, 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 the battle is in the mind? And did you know that when you, could, when you could overcome the battle of the mind, you will be able to overcome every temptation and everything the devil will bring upon you? There's a lot of people, you talk to them. But they're not here. Hello. Hello. They're not there. Their mind is somewhere else. Now, y'all going to remember this message because it's the last thing I preach about Ozone Park. I want you to switch to the three things that God is going to do for your imagination. Your imagination can make you go crazy or your imagination can make you become blessed. Your imagination, you have been waking up every day and your mind is working on you over there. And a lot of young people between the ages of 12, and I wish the young people would listen to me, between the ages of 12 and 21, they are suffering with an overthinking mind and anxiety and depression is hitting this culture today. And that's why mama brings them to the doctor and the doctor prescribes Prozac. And the doctor this prescribes anti, anti-anxiety medication. My time is up. I'm going to close in a while. But every imagination, God wants to bring down. Every imagination. Every imagination of miniskirt Maxine. Your eyes are on miniskirt Maxine. Every evil imagination upon handsome boy Joe. No, not Joe. uh, Handsome boy Peter. You can't leave the boy alone. Every imagination, he says, I'll bring it under control. Every imagination that you have about me as a pastor. Not bad ones, but some people, not you. You know, when you're in the public eye, like I am. People will talk about you. People say all the manner of things about you. You see me losing sleep over it? As a matter of fact, I expect it. When I allow my imagination to make me depressed over it, then I have given place to the enemy. But every imagination he's going to cast down. And if I run this church thinking about who likes me and who don't like me. See, she, she don't like me, he don't like me. Then I will not be running a good church. I'll be running a church on carnality and on evil tendencies and on things that are fleeting. I look at every one of you with equality. 
I look at every one of you with spirituality. I look at every one of you as a soul for heaven. It's not about me. It's about you and your God. I am just a messenger in the midst of this, your season for me to help you move to the next season. I don't own you. You don't belong to me. You belong to him. And he owns you. So every imagination, he says, I'll cast off. That's number one. Number two, put it up there. Not only every imagination, he will cast down. But he says now, I'll also, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, I'm going to bring down. Every high thing that exalted itself Against the knowledge of God. I'm going to bring them. You're going to get that song. Praise the one. Praise him in the valley. Just now. I'm going to cast down everything that exalted itself. Pride. Go it before a fall. <coughs> Let me speak a little bit about this. Y'all going to give me a little time now? Is it okay? I'll be in Jamaica next week. But I want you to come to church. We got a great past, a, a great, a great message to next week, and you're gonna, you're gonna not miss it. Fill this place up next week. Everything that you have thinking about yourself, that is pride. Get rid of it, because it will eat you up, and it will cause your destruction. For pride, going before a fall. Pastor, what is pride? Pride is when you think you're too high about yourself. Pride is when you think you're better than everybody. Pride is when you think I am the only one. <coughs> pride will bring your destruction down. Well, Pastor, you know I'm beautiful. <laughs> Pastor, you know my skin is smooth. When you exalt yourself, you're going to fall. And I want to say something about when people exalt you. Don't you exalt me. As a matter of fact, there's a reason why I do not, up until now, want to celebrate for this moment. Just be, Next year, I probably will allow it. Pastor's appreciation. I don't want to be exalted. Let everybody else be exalted. I want to stay humble. Now, I may make an exception. Next year, I will be... Am I going to be 60 next year? Wait, wait a second. Am I? Ruth. Not next year? I got to wait two years? Oh, this year. This year, right. You are going to be 60, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we must age gracefully. Next year I will be 60. And I will allow some type of celebration then. But until then, I've got to stay. Well, even then, I must not be high and mighty. I must stay humble. 
I don't care what exploits I do. I don't care which country. I don't care how many thousands I preach to. I've got to stay under the cross. I want you this morning to believe that you have to stay under the cross. Mighty men fall because they are lifted up above God. And anybody who's lifted up above God shall fall. I don't care who you are. You shall fall. And any church you go to where they are going to make their pastor, their apostle, and their bishop, their God, that is a place that will never grow. We are feeble men in the hands of a holy God. And when we reach before the pearly gates, I'll stand right next to you. And I will hope they will call my name too. And when he reached before the cross, he will ask not how much crowd you have preached to. He'll ask not how much money you have made. He will ask not how many dinners you have gone to. He'll ask, where is the blood? Is the blood applied? What kind of life did you live? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ. And the final thing, when we do not fight with carnality, he'll bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, the battle is in your mind. If the devil can take your mind, he'll take your body. If the devil can take your mind, he'll take your body and your soul. But God has a way. He'll reverse your mind right now. He'll empty your mind. Every imagination, every despotic, devilish, evilish thing, he's going to put under the cross. Stand to your feet if you're ready for this. Somebody lift your hands and say, I'm ready. Ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Glory. Praise in the valley. Praise on the mountain. Praise when I'm sure. Praise when surrounded. I praise when I'm numbered. Praise when surrounded. Because praise is the water. Enemies drowning. As long as I'm breathing, I've got a reason to praise the Lord of oh my soul. Praise the Lord of oh my soul, of oh my soul. feel it, praise when I don't, I praise cause I know it's still in control, I praise is a weapon, it's more than a sound, I praise is the shout that brings Jericho down, as long as 
the presence of God upon you. Oh, the presence of God is in this place. So I want you to open your mouth. And the hand that you're holding, you don't know the name probably, on your right and left. 
But the hand you're holding, this is God's anointed. I want you to lift your voice and I want you to pray for that person on your left and your right. I can't hear you. I don't know what you want to pray for, but the Bible says to Job that when Job prayed for his friends, he got delivered. I am telling somebody, pray for the person whose hands you're holding because deliverance is coming to your house right now. Come, I can't hear you. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift it louder. Lift it louder. Lift, lift your hands to heaven louder. Put those hands up in the air. Come, I can't hear you. Yeah, go louder. Go louder. Go louder. Go louder. Go louder, go louder, go louder, go louder, go louder, go louder. Now loose those hands. Put your hands in the air and start to shout hallelujah. And say, I am, I am a Christian. A Christian. As a matter of fact, I lead you in the prayer. Say, God. God. I ask you now. I ask you now. On this first Sunday. On this first Sunday. Please forgive me. Please forgive. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. I'm starting over. Starting over. Clean me up now. Fill me up now. And right now. The weapons of my warfare are not going to be carnal, but they're going to be mighty to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. Come on and give God a praise. Hallelujah! Give God a praise. Come on, I can't hear you shout.
the bread, the table of spiritual food. God wants you to give this first offering. I want you to raise your offering when you get it. There are three ways to give. And I want you to consider giving something powerful. Put that power offering up. There are three ways to give. Liberty Church NY, Cash App, Liberty CH. Or you can give today with your offering. But before they take the offering, this is a new year. And it's a good time for you to give a first fruits. The first. There are some people who give the first salary or a percentage, a larger percentage. There's some people who say, I'm going to give something powerful today. And we got some suggested numbers. You can give 2024 for the year 2024. You can give 224, take one zero out, or you give $24. Aside from your tights and all, tights, I'm suggesting on this first Sunday that you give something to God that's extra that will really start the year in a good trajectory. Amen. Raise it before God. Stand to your feet. I know you've been standing. Thank you so much. This turned out to be a fairly good crowd even with the weather. Thank you so much. You're faithful people. I want you to know that a harvest is coming. Those who you do not see in church, call them up. Tell them next Sunday they have to be lifted before God. Here's what I'm declaring. I'm declaring that some of you who are lifting up your hands, this year you're going to become a millionaire. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. This year you're going to become a millionaire. The assets that you have, God is going to bless it. And I want you by March, go check your assets, some of you. Check your 401k, check your pension plan, check your, your, your Chase Bank, check it, check your stocks. God's going to make a way. Some of you raising your hands, you're going to be, you're going to be homeowners this year. Come on, somebody. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Some of you who lifting your hands, you're going to be homeowners. Say yes, Lord. Some of you lifting your hands. Every immigration issue that you've been waiting for, God's going to make a way. Come on, shout hallelujah. For those of you listening to me, every single thing that I say here is for you too. One more thing, lift your hands. Two more things. Every hand lifted up. Who's going to give to God this morning even if you didn't give? I'm declaring that every carnal spirit, every fleshly attitude, is going to be destroyed this year. Somebody shout this year. I will fight spiritually. I will fight for God. One more thing. Every hand lifted up. If there is a healing that needs to come over your life. If you know somebody who needs a healing. If you know somebody with cancer. If you know somebody with blood pressure. If you know somebody with pains. If you're raising your hands at home. Wherever you are. You lift your hands. And I declare healing is the children's bread. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give our offering to God. Praise the Lord. Oh my. 
finished. Amen. More in 24. <laughs> More in 24. More of the grace of God. More of the blessings of God. Not carnal, but spiritual. And so this morning, we're glad for the good message. I trust and pray that you will remember the message. And thank God that you'll be able to be in the house of God to give and to lift up your voices to Almighty God. So, Father, we thank you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who have brought the children of Israel out of the uh, slavery, and you have brought us from the past to the uh, over the past year, 2023, into a brand new year. And this year, Lord, we are going to walk with you and we're going to serve you and live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. You're dismissed. God